are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, I'm playing my audio from Spotify Greenroom where I discuss the weekend games of the D-backs first Rocky series. I talk about Sunday's game, Dalton Varsho's a single away from the cycle game. I talked about Saturday's Zach Gallen letdown game, not because of him, but because of the bullpen. And then we wrap up by talking about Dalton Varsho and the recent hot streak he's been on. Uh, so it's a jam-packed Spotify green room. But don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 to follow my personal account or look up Locked on Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And Join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully. Every day on Lockdown MLB for a unique look at the majors both present and past. Featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from Lockdown MLB Network's team of local experts. Subscribe to Lockdown MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, let's jump right into the audio from Spotify Green Room. Welcome into Spotify Green Room. I'm Miller Thomas of Locked On Diamondbacks. And today we are going to be discussing the weekend series against the Colorado Rockies. D-backs lose two out of three. They do win their Sunday game. We're going to be starting off today's Green Room by talking about their Sunday game, then their Saturday game. Then we're going to wrap up the Green Room by talking about Dalton Varsho. And the tear he's been on. But for today's game, the D-backs end up beating the Colorado Rockies 8-4. to They do it on the backs of a guy that we just mentioned, Dalton Varsho and a Taylor Weiner. Someone who has been struggling, uh, you know, recently for the D-backs. Someone who was really great to start this season was probably the ace of the staff through the first few Turns in the rotation, then Widener went on the injured list and he hasn't looked the same, but back-to-back starts where Widener has looked pretty solid. Widener from July uh, July 20th to the August 2nd, so that's three starts, the 20th, the 27th, and August 2nd. Taylor Widener didn't complete five innings in any of those three starts, and he gave up at least five earned runs in each of them, so Taylor Widener was not very effective or efficient recently, but August 7th, August 17th, Widener, back-to-back starts, five innings pitch, two earned runs in that August 7th start against the Padres, and only one earned run against that August 17th start against the Philadelphia Phillies. And then you look at today's start for Taylor Widener. He goes, uh, where do I have his stats? Taylor Widener goes five innings, one earned run once again. Does walk five, which is kind of an issue. The the walking has been an issue for Taylor Widener. He has 24 walks 
on the season, or excuse me, he actually has 29 walks on the season after today's game and only 56 innings pitched. So the command could be a little better for Taylor Widener. And he's a guy who's not throwing a ton of pitches. If you look at his pitch arsenal from today, he threw 78 pitches. So five walks and you only throw 78 pitches is actually kind of impressive. Those must have been four pitch walks. Uh, must have just walked them pretty quickly to still only throw 78 pitches over five innings. Uh, that still means you're probably still set up to go six, maybe six and a third innings pitch. Uh, still pretty deep in the ball game. So still, uh, actually kind of an efficient day when you think about it, actually, for Taylor Widener. Five walks, 78 pitches, that's actually kind of efficient. But looking at his pitching count, 58 of his 78 pitches were uh, fastballs, 14 sliders, 6 changeups. So he's mostly going fastball, and he should be. He's a guy who averaged only 91 on his fastball today, but this is a guy who can average between 93 and 94 on his fastball. His fastball velocity uh, a little bit uh, uh, not not as high as it usually is during the season maybe it is because of the injury coming back from the injured list maybe his arm isn't strong enough uh, is it the spider you know the spider attack the sticky stuff crackdown because this guy was averaging around 93 on his fastball now he's around 91 and a half so that is a little bit concerning maybe it's a big maybe maybe it's a big reason as to why Taylor Widener has not been as effective recently but still 78 pitches, one earned run over five innings. You'll definitely take that if you're the Dimebacks. We saw Caleb Smith in this game, too, actually. So he has not been suspended yet as baseball still is examining his glove, I guess. And he's still, uh, you know, trying to, to appeal and still say he hasn't uh, still say he hasn't cheated. So uh, I think the process is still playing out with Caleb Smith as to why uh, you did see him out there on the mound today, but still, again, if Cale Smith is cheating, this guy gave up two earned runs and two innings pitch. His ERA rose to a 5.2, so I don't believe Cale Smith is cheating. Uh, I think it was just an uh, unfortunate circumstance where maybe he did have a combination of rose and sweat dirt on his glove, on his hat, but I don't think it was any kind of foreign substance he was using. It was just probably too much of a substance that was already legal that's just not supposed to be on your hands or glove when pitching. Uh, but from the offensive standpoint, Dalton Varsho, one hit away from the single. He's really the story of this game and the story of the weekend. Someone we're going to be talking about and diving into a little bit further later. Uh, Dalton Varsho has been on absolute tear recently. He goes three for four today. Picks up four ribbies, as I said, a single short. Uh, he smashed a home run in this game, a three-run bomb with an exit velocity of 104 miles per hour, but wasn't the hardest hit home run on the day. That one is going to his teammate, Christian Walker, who had an exit velo of 105. And Christian Walker starting to show some signs of life in this month of August. This was a guy who has been one of the better D-backs players the last two seasons in 2019. 825 OPS, 29 home runs, 73 ribbies, even eight stolen bases from your catcher position. That's that's pretty nice. That looks pretty good. 2020, uh, in 2020, he batted 271, 792 OPS, so still pretty good traditional numbers. Only seven home runs, so the power department definitely went down for Christian Walker last year. But again, it was 2020, it was 57 games. You could chalk that up to part of the reason, but I don't know what's happened to Christian Walker this season. Uh, this was a guy who absolutely crushed it in terms of hard hit percentage, 52.4% hard hit percentage in 2019, 48.8% in 2020, but 
only 39.2% this year. He had an exit velo above 90 in the previous two seasons, only 88 miles per hour this season. So I don't know what happened to the power department for Christian Walker, but it, it, it's basically evaporated and it's dwindled down the last couple of seasons. He's having a solid month of August compared to his, you know, compared to how he started uh, the season, I mean, he's still not putting up phenomenal numbers, only batting 255 with 731 OPS in August. But that 255 average, the highest month so far, that 731 OPS, the highest month so far as well. So Christian Walker might be picking it up a little bit. Uh, we still need to see more from him if we do want to make him a first baseman of the future because the D-backs are now kind of loaded with first base prospects. Got Paven Smith, got Seth Beer, maybe a guy like Drew Ellis could play first base as well. Uh, so we'll see what happens with Christian Walker. Still only 30 years old, but definitely need to see the power department come back for him or at least get back to getting on base at a decent clip or at least, you know, bring the extra base hits. Christian Walker has been injured this year, which is part of the reason why he hasn't been as effective as he normally is. Only played 81 games this year so far, so not a lot of games for Christian Walker, but still uh, hasn't shown a lot of signs of life when he has played because look at a guy like Ketel Marte who's played like 45 games. He's still batting. Ketel Marte is batting 350 still on the year because one for three today. Kento Marte basically gets a hit every game he plays in. It seems like 90% of the time. So I'm not worried about him. He's a guy who always comes in and produces no matter how long he's been on the injured list. But for Sunday's game, D-backs went 8-4. to They finally beat the Rockies at home. They weren't able to do that the last two nights. Taylor Widener, Christian Walker, and Dalton Barshow are going to be your MVPs of today's game. I'll talk about Zach Gallen being let down by the bullpen on Saturday, but did you know I share a bed with a Pro Bowl quarterback, an Olympic swimmer, and a national women's soccer star? I should explain. When I heard how many elite athletes sleep on a molecule mattress and call it their best sleep ever, I ordered one for myself, and they are spot on. I'm no elite athlete, but I do play my fair share of basketball, and I always end up having some back issues or knee problems, but Molecule Sleep Scientist literally created the world's most perfect mattress. It's unlike any other mattress in a box. It's cool to the touch, not like other foam mattresses. It has six times the airflow of my old mattress, so it keeps me cool all night. It has zone reflex layers that adjust with me in all my weird sleep positions, so I never awaken with a stiff neck or sore back, and it's antimicrobial. Molecule Mattress is how elite athletes and Miller Thomas get the best sleep ever. Sleep on your Molecule Mattress risk-free for 100 nights. If you don't have your deepest, most restorative sleep ever, return it. Visit onmolecule.com and save 20% with promo code LOCKEDON. Again, save 20% with promo code LOCKEDON at onmolecule.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to the pod. All right, let's talk about Saturday's game now because before Saturday's game, I tweeted out, 
I desperately want to see good Zach Gallon today because Zach Gallon is someone who's been struggling recently. This was a guy who, too, like a lot of these D-backs players, has been on and off the injured list this season. And there hasn't been a ton of encouraging starts from Zach Gallon recently. I mean, this was his previous three games prior to Saturday night's game against the Colorado Rockies. Against the Giants on August 4th, Zach Allen, five and two-thirds, three earned runs, so not too bad. Against the Giants on August 10th, he went six innings, five earned runs, so not too good there. August 15th, five innings, four earned runs, so three games where Zach Allen didn't look too good. And uh, on July 30th against the Dodgers, he went six innings, two earned runs, but the start before that, Against the Cubs on July 23rd, four innings, seven earned runs. So basically, four of the last five starts for Zach Allen, he's given up at least three earned runs. And in three of the last five, he's given up at least four earned runs. So Zach Allen hasn't been the elite pitcher that we've seen, you know, the first two years in a D-backs uniform. And this is someone who I definitely believe has Cy Young potential, is a Cy Young caliber pitcher, but we just haven't seen it enough this season with the way he's been on and off the injured list, a potential that sticky stuff might have played an effect on his uh, pitching the rest of the season. You know, maybe it was an adjustment for him. I don't know if Zach Allen did sticky stuff or not. I frankly haven't looked into the numbers too much uh, with this spin rate because I'm afraid to know what the answer is. I'm hoping he's not one of those guys. So we will do a pod uh, soon on whether sticky stuff has played into some of Zach Allen's uh, less impressive starts this season. We'll take a look at the the sticky stuff and the the spin rate numbers, but I'm not ready to do the, to do that just yet. I want to see if Zach Allen could get back on track before looking at the spin rate numbers, and that's kind of what he did on Saturday night because he was completely locked in Saturday. He delivered the start I needed from Zach Allen because the Colorado Rockies are arguably the best team at home in baseball, tied for the most wins at home in baseball. And what did Gallon do? He went into Coors Field and shut down the Colorado Rockies, which which uh, it doesn't sound very impressive because the Rockies overall record still isn't very good they're still fourth in the nl west but still they're a great at home team and gallon shut them down seven innings three hits one walk nine strikeouts a almost flawless start from zach allen basically flawless no earned runs allowed his era dropped from a 503 to 459 so i'm pretty happy Weiner 456 era now after today's start Gallon 459 ERA after Saturday start. And he did everything he needed to do. If you look at his pitching breakdown, Gallon, 96 pitches thrown, 56 of them was fastballs, but then an even mix after that. 11 cutters, 10 knuckle curves, 10 sliders, nine changeups. He did a little bit of everything, gave them a nice mix of everything. His fastball was hit a little bit in terms of exit velocity, but still. Gallon looked dominant out there on the mound, but you know who didn't look dominant? That D-backs bullpen, because this was a game that should have been racked, wrapped up, I should say, wrapped up for the D-backs. I mean, yes, it was only a two-run lead, but Gallon gave you seven innings of no-run baseball. Two runs should be enough, but the bullpen absolutely let down Zach Allen. Nowhere Ramirez comes in the bottom of the eighth to relieve Zach Allen, two nothing lead. He walks Diaz to start the inning. Then one out later, 
Hampson batting for Tyler Kinney, that is Garrett Hampson. He connects on the second pitch for a pinch hit home run, eighth overall in the season, ties it up. And then in the bottom of the ninth, J.B. Wendelkin, who we just acquired off the waivers, who I was talking about, could already be the best D-backs reliever. Well, I was flat out wrong about that because he comes in, Blackman, bloops, bloops a single off J.B. Wendelkin. So you say, yeah, this is the makings of some bad luck for the D-backs, but still, it's only a bloop single, nothing to worry about just yet. Then he gets two straight strikeouts against Trevor Story and CJ Cron. The, the two guys you probably got to worry about the most. After that, Ryan McCann comes in. He hits a high bouncer, infield singer, uh, infield single. So you're like bloop single, high bouncer, infield single. Some bad luck here, but still two outs. You had two strikeouts already in this inning. So still seems like Wendell Kinn is locked in. It's taken some bad luck to get two batters on the base pass, but nothing to really worry about yet. And then Diaz comes up once again. He was able to get the the offense going in the bottom of the eighth with the walk. Now comes up in the bottom of the ninth. And what does he do? Ten pitch at bat. Fouls off six pitches. And then he connects on a dramatic walk-off home run against the D-backs. Absolutely crushing. Yes, the D-backs have taken crushing losses all season. But Zach Gallen, when he's on the mound, we want to get this man a win. Because if you want to hear a crazy stat about Zach Gallen, in 36 starts in the D-backs uniform, Zach Gallen only has six wins to his name. The D-backs seem to always let down Zach Gallen. They never give him enough run support. And it's just sad to see for someone who's just so good for this team, so good for this franchise, usually goes out there and perform. Not too much this season, a little bit inconsistent Zach Gallen. But when he gives you a start like the one he did on Saturday night, you got to hook the man up. You got to come through for the brother. And the D-backs are not able to. The bullpen... Again, classic D-backs bullpen chokes it down. Usually it's a Matt Peacock or Taylor Clark doing the work. Uh, D-backs got rid of one of their choke artists and Alex Young. But today, or excuse me, Saturday, it was Nowhere Ramirez and J.B. Wendelkin. Two guys who are not even, you know, uh, considered real staples of the D-backs, you know, franchise. Two guys who were just kind of brought in in the middle of the season to help sure up the bullpen struggles, and they just contributed to the mess that has been the D-backs bullpen all season. So hopefully the offseason will bring better results. I mean, after seeing the offseasons the D-backs have had the last couple of years, I'm not going to believe the D-backs are going to do much to revamp this bullpen because every bullpen guy they seem to pick up during the offseason Never seems to work out. So I'm praying, I'm praying Mike Hazen could put some magic together and get us some better bullpen arms so the D-backs could stop blowing leads. I will talk about Varsho's recent hot stretch of hitting, but did you know Bill Bar has so many delicious flavors? They got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. There's a flavor for everyone, and the reason why I love Bill Bar is because it's healthy. I'm a health conscious guy. I'm working out every day at the gym, but I have a sweet tooth, and Bill Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie. Low in sugar, but it's high in protein and it's high in fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. Just go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. 
it's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right up to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the pod. All right, let's talk about Dalton Varsho because this has been a man with his hair on fire recently. Dalton Varsho absolutely killing it for the D-backs. As we said, in Sunday's night's game, three for four, four RBIs, one single shy of hitting for the cycle. And in Dalton Varsho's last 14 days, that's six games, or excuse me, Nine games, six games started. So over a 14-day stretch, Dalton Varsho is batting 421 or at 1364 OPS, three home runs during that time as well. Dalton Varsho is absolutely on fire right now. This is someone we know who has a ton of offensive upside. Uh, this is someone who's drafted in the second round of the 2017 MLB draft. So pretty high for a catcher. And this is someone who's been Probably one of the biggest fan favorites uh, among D-backs nation. If you have to rank guys who D-backs fans want to see in a losing season, if you rank those guys, Dalton Varsho might be at the top of the list for when it's time to start chanting, let the kids play. Dalton Varsho might be the number one kid that D-backs fans want to see play because looking at his minor league numbers, this guy was insane in 2019. That was pretty much the last minor league season before the COVID year because remember in 2020, there was no minor league. So in 2019, Dalton Varsho, 301, batting average 899 OPS. He had 18 bombs, 21 stolen bases in 108 games uh, on the AA level. So everyone was screaming 2020, we need Dalton Varsho on this team. We were saying that at the end of that, at the end of the 2020 season. And Dalton Varsho in 2020 didn't really do much. He only batted 188, a 653 OPS. Didn't really show too many flashes in 2020. Uh, fast forward to 2021, Dalton Varsho back on the AAA level with the Reno Aces has been absolutely killing it this year in 18 games with the Aces, batting 313, 1118 OPS, nine home runs. So he's basically showing you right now I'm too good for AAA, but I'm not quite ready for major league hitting. But recently, as we said, 
He has been adjusting well. Again, over his last nine games, 421 average, 1364 OPS. And if you just look at the contrast between the start of the season and what he's doing right now, it's night and day for Dalton Varsho. Varsho in the month of May batted 158, 430 OPS, batted 095 in June with 364 OPS. But OPS is right around 900 in the months of July and August. So he's someone who's come alive. And in the last two months, he has all his home runs. All seven of his home runs come in the last two months. This is a guy with potential 25-25 home run stolen base capabilities. And that's not something you see a lot of times from your catcher. Usually your catcher isn't athletic enough to be behind the plate, go play center field, go play corner outfield. This guy does a little bit of everything on the baseball diamond. And he's someone that I want to see grow and continue to improve in this young D-backs uh, squad because the D-backs are just a young team overall right now. They're trying to figure out who are going to be the key pieces of the future in the next wave of D-backs baseball because it kind of seems like the D-backs are going to need a rebuild. When they signed Madison Bumgarner, they thought they weren't too far away from winning. And after 2020 and 2021, feels like the D-backs need to tear everything down and restart. And Dalton Varsho, the way he's paying, uh, playing could factor into that decision he's only 25 years old we'll see what the rest of the season shakes out for Dalton Varshow because if he keeps this up there's no reason why he shouldn't be a part of the D-backs future this was a guy according to MLB pipeline ranked 76 in baseball prior to the 2020 season so this was a high ranking prospect in all of baseball and he has improved from 2020 to 2021 on the major league level his launch angles improved 18.4 in 2020, 20.6 degrees in 2021. The sweet spot percentage, 27.9 degrees or 27.9 percentage in 2020, 33.9% in 2021. Uh, even exit velocity, 86.2 miles per hour in 2020, 87.8 miles per hour in 2021. He's doubled his barrel percentage. His hard hit percentage went up a, f- uh, a few ticks. He's lowered his strikeout rate. He's increased his walk rate. So everything across the board has been getting better for Dalton Varsho. If you look at the last two months, he's absolutely crushing fastballs. Batting 357 on fastballs in July. And prior to today's start, he was batting 313 on fastballs in August. And he's even improving on the breaking ball in August. That's been a real key for him in August. In July, he was really doing well against the off-speed pitch. So whether, you know, depending on the pitcher, if you were more of an off-speed pitcher in the month of July, if you were fastball and they try to strike somebody, strike somebody out with that off-speed pitch, Dalton Varsha was all over that. And in August, if you're a fastball pitcher who's trying to strike somebody out with your breaking pitch, Dalton Varsha has been all over that. So he's adjusted his game the last two months, depending on who's on the mound. And this is some of them just super excited about. Carson Kelly, I think, is definitely the catcher of the near future, at least. He's still pretty young. And I like the way Carson Kelly was playing this year before uh, injuries started to take a toll on him. And still, Carson Kelly, I think, is still having a decent year. He's definitely not at the same level he was uh, prior to getting hurt, but still a 382 OBP, still OPS over 800. 
eight home runs right now is not a ton, but he's only played 66 games this year. So he's probably still on pace if he played 162 games. Still would have been on pace for around 20 home runs. So I still like Carson Kelly. I don't know where Dalton Varshow could really play if it's the outfield, if that's his long-term solution to getting him into the lineup. Not really too sure. Maybe he could learn an infield position, but I doubt that. He's probably going to have to be like a right fielder or a left fielder, but Right now, Dalton Varsho, we'll see what he does with the rest of the season, but if he continues playing like the way he is right now, he's definitely going to be a lock to be a core piece of this young Diamondbacks squad for the foreseeable future. That's it for this edition of the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast. And remember, betting on the D-backs doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, come back tomorrow for more Diamondbacks news coverage and insight. Hopefully we have Paul Holden of Lockdown the Rockies on the pod to discuss And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!